Tell me about those trigger warnings. <laughs> <laughs> so, trigger warning essay. I don't know. There's just triggers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there's just triggers, okay? There's, there's the gruesome trigger. I don't know. I don't know. All the triggers. All the triggers. All the triggers. Yeah, all the triggers. Okay. That's what we're going to go with. All the triggers. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Hey, Paige. Hey, Sam. Guess what? What? Chicken butt. <laughs> oh my god my kids get i get that all the damn time she knew it was coming you should have sure. <laughs> guess who who chicken poo guess where where in your hair <laughs> so uh you guys have made it to m cubed murder mystery and mayhem podcast bum, bum, bum. with our childish antics there uh, <laughs> what they're not childish are they never a little bit my eight-year-old tells me that all the time it, the only reason it came to mind is because my husband and my 11 year old were going hey guess what what chicken butt <laughs> it's constant just back and forth for a good 20 minutes it yeah. was frustrating <laughs> <laughs> To say the least. Not Uh, charming. No. The first couple of times, it's like, oh, look at that. They're bonding. And then after the fifth, it's like, fuck you guys. Leave my room. (laughs) I'm a great mom. Awesome. Shit moms unite. (laughs) (laughs) You really need to work on uh, a logo for that. Yes. I need a shirt that says that. Shit moms unite. Okay. On it, boss. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still trying to work on our logo. I don't. I don't fucking know. Everything I come up with, I don't like it. Um, what about the one that I sent you earlier? That one has been my favorite so far. Uh, I like it. I think Which I like one? the all black better than the the red. So all black, not black with red. Yeah. Now is that a permanent yes, or do you want me to keep working on stuff? I don't know. What do? You, how do you feel about it? That one is the one that I've liked the most. Yeah. I feel like it would be easy to put on shit, you know? Yeah. It would. And then we can do, like, hashtag ear hole enjoyment or... Um, <laughs> puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass or whatever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Not Mrs. Puff because of copyright issues. Yes, but. no, we can't do that, but... <laughs> or, um, shit moms unite. Tiny dick man. Oh, uh, Lowercase D. Yeah, lowercase D. Uh, b- both variations, because there's some that are like, I don't want to wear that out out there, but lowercase D just makes it even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't wear uh, Tiny Dick Man merch anywhere. No. No. But I can I can rock a lowercase D man shirt. Lowercase D man. <laughs> <laughs> because those who get it will get it. Those who don't are be like, oh, I wonder what that means. And they never ask because I look like I'm 12 with a bunch of children running around me, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of children. So have I ever told you my favorite thing about the girls being 11 years old at the same time? Like, the same age, except for like four months out of the year. Mm -mm. So, I would be going in the grocery store looking like my 12-year-old self, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Not wearing a wedding ring because the last kid I had made my fingers too fat. So I was like, fuck this. It's 
not fun anyway, so <laughs> I never wear a wedding ring anymore. But I'll be walking around with my four kids just like, they're actually not too bad, to be honest. There are days where Zane and Jude just decide to run and that's fucking terrible, but whatever. Anyway, so they're like, oh, how old are they? And I'll go through the list and I'll start with the youngest and I'll get to the, the oldest and, you know, currently they're 11. I'll be like, oh, and they're 11. Are they twins? Yes. Now, my answer is always yes. Ah, it is. That's so funny. And, and then the astonishment on their face because my stepdaughter is white and my hopefully soon-to-be-adopted daughter is half black. So, <laughs> they're like, how is that possible? And then I'm like, I'm a, I'm a hoe. <laughs> like, Neither one of them are yours, but you a hoe. <laughs> I'm, I'm a hoe. No, um, they're like, really? I'm like, no, they're not twins. Look at them. Neither one of them look like me either, so. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Madison um, resembles you. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, got... she is actually related to you. Yeah, me, she but... <laughs> is actually related to you, so she kind of does. It's just, it's just funny because, oh, are they twins? No, 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 they're 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 not. But I do, I do love the looks on their faces when I say yes. That's funny. It makes me happy. Just because I have a bunch of children doesn't mean they're all mine. They are mine, but they're not mine. They are yours, just biologically not. Yeah. It's complicated. Madison's in that real fun stage where she's like, um, you're not my mom, so. Like, <laughs> still beat you. <ya. laughs> I, like, I do all the things. Yeah. And I go to your games and I go to your practice and I make sure you have food and I make sure you have all of the stuff. And, and so, so mm-hmm. what, but I'm like, what else does a mom do? I can tell you what my dad did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like ten years old. Ghosts, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hers did too. But uh, <laughs> damn, Sam runs in the family. I can't help it. Oh my god, <laughs> it's not even on the same side of the family. Ooh, yeah. I was about to say. Um, oh, shit. Well, this just got real heavy real quick. It did. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, you, you, it's, it's a page episode today. Woo woo. I'm getting better at these. She's even got a whole three pages. Uh, two and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> Over two pages. <laughs> That's an accomplishment for me. It's I'm, fantastic. I'm not as good as Sam at, uh, researching, but. I, I think it's the distractions. Yeah. Or I'm just a procrastinator. <laughs> I, listen. The best time. Yes. You must have a deadline. Otherwise, it's not going to be done. Um, yeah. Because if it was supposed to be done last week, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I it's had like. Have a bunch of random cases. <laughs> yes. It is a very good thing you have a bunch of random cases. <laughs> but this one, I actually like topped it all up. And then I was like, I wasn't really happy with it. Mm-hmm. So I started researching again and I found the appeal, like the Ooh, actual appeal. Nice. So I was like, Oh, God, yeah. So then I was like, well, chuck this. So I, like, just deleted everything and restarted over. So Why would you do that? See, no, 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 no. I did. But it's a whole lot better now. Oh, okay. Than it was. I was going to say, you can take bits and pieces of what you've already written. And nope, deleted it, it all. Started over fresh. You're That's exactly what I did with Jeff Bell case, too. Crazy. Mm-hmm. If I don't like it, it goes bye-bye. That's what I do with Jeff Bell, too. I deleted everything and just restarted over. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Can't. 
handle it. <laughs> no, see, uh, my, my my research goes into like 15 different uh, sources, or as many as I can find anyway. And I have notes on each source. And then I condense that. <laughs> it takes me hours. But it's the best way that I, I, for me to be able to make sure I have some sort of cohesive I'm sorry if you heard that. That was a... Uh, really loud. That was a very loud vehicle. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what vehicle that was, but it was oh, very loud. Oh, either. But yeah, so that's that's how I do my research. It's a fucking plane going through. <laughs> plane. There were uh, helicopters flying around a few days ago. The army ones? I have no idea. I never actually got to see them. I just heard them. And they were they were low enough to shake the, the windows. Yeah. Yeah, it was military. Well, I don't know if it was army, but it was military. Which is a good segue, because this is about the military. Ooh. <laughs> I have no idea what case you're doing. No clue. This case was actually requested. Yay! Yay! I love you some requested cases. Which we have a few requested cases now. This is the first one that I've done so far. I think Sam has one. I don't know when you'll... You think you'll do yours soon or no? I don't know. Only because, like, I don't think I have anything crazy special planned, so I'll I'll probably dig in that this week. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) When summer hits, it's just crazy. There's just, like, so much shit going on all the time. During... Winter, I have more time to just sit at home yeah. because you don't go anywhere. But summer, it's just crazy. All the games. And yeah. Baking and orders and graduations coming up. So the week of the 13th, I'm going to be real fucking busy. I've got like three cakes and a few dozen macarons to make. Holy shit. Fun. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'll be at Disney the last week of May. So we're going to have to record like a shit ton. Or I'll make Brian come up here and listen to my bullshit. I could totally do that. Hey, true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That is pretty cool, actually. So, uh, if if you want to laugh at the stupidity of my husband, you can find him <laughs> on Spotify as well. <laughs> I think most major podcast playlists, play things, my brain's not working. Mm-mm. Anywhere you can get your podcast, you can probably find him too, but it's like, uh... Three fat dudes in a trench coat. Trench coat, yeah. Let me find it. They are pretty funny. I listen to them often, and they crack me up. The shit that comes out of their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> you may get to know them a little bit more personally than you want uh, on some of those episodes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> For sure. But anyway, go check them out. <laughs> Heavy. Heavy, yeah. To laugh at some stupid people, just just go listen. (laughs) They're going to love me for that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Sorry, Caleb. (laughs) And Larry, I guess. (laughs) Oh, Laryl. He's like five years older, something like that, from all the other guys that are in their group. Yeah, he's not that much older, but they he's, rag he's on not, him. But he has been old man Rivers and old man whatever for the longest time. Like, I've only known all of them for, it doesn't seem that long, because we don't go hang out with them much. Yeah. But I think it's been like five or six years, but ever since then, it's been like constant old man jokes, and it's freaking great. <laughs> <laughs> and he rolls with it for some reason. I would I would get annoyed at some point, but he just like, meh. Meh. This is life now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> Where? I mean, that's just the squirreliest of podcasts. Squirrel. 
Sorry, I went off and you heard for a moment. <laughs> I got ratchets on my fingers. Right? What's it? No? no? What is it? I've got records on my fingers. Records, yeah. <laughs> the fuck? I don't finger, know. I just can't stop. No, oh, I said ratchets. I've got a platypus controlling me. <laughs> I actually don't think I ever watched an episode of Phineas and Ferb. We're going to have to. I was like, you know. Probably that episode. Either that or the one where she has the squirrel in her pants. The squirrels in her pants? Yeah. She don't have nuts? Nope. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> I was like a rocket power, rocket power kid, you know. Yeah. Hey Arnold. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I was watching Phineas and Ferb because my nephew. So this case that I have for you today, Sam, is about Brittany Kilgore. Do you know anything about it? No. No. Name no. Doesn't sound familiar. It sounds familiar, but I don't remember anything. Well, like I said, this was a requested case. They said that this reminded them of something that we would do. And (laughs) (laughs) we will um, get to the reason why. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll see. Anyways, so um, this case is about Brittany Kilgore. Brittany Kilgore was born March 28th, 1990 in O'Fallon. O'Fallon? O'Fallon. Where? What state is this? Missouri. O'Fallon, oh. Missouri. O'Fallon, Missouri. No idea. I think it's O'Fallon, Missouri. She was described as a beautiful, confident young woman with a sharp, witty sense of humor. Humor. Can't talk today. Huma. Huma. <laughs> her sister, Sabrina, was her best friend, and she enjoyed playing video games with her little brother. She met Corey Kilgore, which... Brittany's, you know, main name was Rust, so it was Brittany Rust Kilgore. She met Corey Kilgore while in Missouri. They fell in love and were married in July 2010. According to a blog that she made, um, she was scared to get married because of how high divorce rates were, but she was also ready to move out because she wasn't really getting along with her parents. Mm. But, I mean, she's 20, you know, at that time... You're just ready to spread your wings and fly. You know, have adventures. Get out of there. <laughs> spread my wings and fly away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Shit. What was I going to say? She was 20. Yeah. At 20, I was pregnant with the first kid. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> I was not. Mm. Corey joined the Marines not long after they wed and was able to bring Brittany with him whenever he left. So, a lot of times, young adults, if somebody was joining the military, they would go ahead and get married because, first off, you get more money. Mm -hmm. Second off, you don't have to live on base. You can live off base. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the reason, another reason why they got married. This is an adding factor. Just, yeah, just so you know. Okay. Um, anyways, they ended up being stationed near Camp Pendleton. I think it's Pendleton. We're going to go with it. Camp Pendleton. Pendleton (laughs) Base in Fairbrook, California. Unfortunately... Corey was deployed to Afghanistan, and Brittany not being able to, I think, handle it. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I don't know that for sure, but she filed for divorce April 10th, 2012. And on the divorce filing, it read irreconcilable differences. But I mean... That's a blanket term, by the way. Yeah. And in, it, in like every divorce, that is... If it's a nasty divorce, mm-hmm. they'll list more. Right. But that right there is is the, the statement that's in every every divorce. Okay. But, I mean, it is, it's hard moving to a new place where you know no one mm-hmm. at all. Especially when your husband is, like, halfway across the world. Yeah. Like. That's hard. Mm-hmm. And I commend all the military spouses because that's just I mean, it's just hard. It is. And I think that they should, this is me going on a mini rant, they should have more support for military spouses while their significant others are deployed. Mm. And they also need more support for vets whenever they come back. Yeah. To either. Support for both when, yeah. when they return. Yes. 100%. But yeah, that's my mini rant. Well, anyways. So, <laughs> she planned on moving to Missouri with her family and actually had most of her stuff packed up. So she filed for divorce April 10th of 2012 and literally she was getting stuff packed up. She planned on moving like the 14th, mm-hmm. like getting everything gone and over to Missouri by the 14th. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, so she was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> on April 13th, 2012, Louis Ray Perez, who was 45, who was also a Marine, by the way, um, pick Brittany up from her apartment to take her on a dinner cruise. She expressed wanting to go on this dinner cruise to one of the friends that she made while in California, which mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go more into her in just a little bit. Um, but he convinced her to go with him by striking a deal. If she went, he would have five guys waiting to help her move in the morning of the oh. 14th. Mm-hmm. She was hesitant about going with him mm-hmm. as she knew he had a pregnant partner at home who was sure that she didn't like Brittany. Like she knew that she didn't like Brittany. Wow. Mm-hmm. Her friend, which her friend Elizabeth Hernandez had introduced Brittany to not only Perez, but to his partner, Dorothy Mergelino, 36, and their sex slave, Jessica Lopez, 25. Sex slave? That's right. You heard me. Sex slave. Their sex slave. Yes, their sex slave. Okay. We got to get freaky deaky up in here. <laughs> 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 <Listen. What>? <laughs> <laughs> three of them one of them i will name the other two the other two have since changed their name so i'm just not gonna say their name out of confidentiality gotcha they they try to help Brittany. Uh, they did yeah but i think that they just want to move on from mm-hmm. this um so hernandez was one of the friends that i said you know introduced them yeah. and then she had two other that also try to help but Brittany and Perez didn't really have much contact, okay. but when they did, it was, it, it pissed Marigelina off. Yeah. Like, 
it pissed Dorothy off. Like, she would always express her annoyance at Brittany and said that Brittany was, like, flirting with him and stuff like that. Which is why Brittany didn't want to go to the dinner with Perez in the first place. Makes sense. But she also needed the help to get her shit yes. moved. So, mm-hmm. deal struck. And she expressed to Hernandez that she really wanted to go on this cruise before she went to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Hernandez said that in front of Mary Gelino. I like how you're setting this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, let me tell you a little about Perez, and then we'll get back to the events that occurred that day. Okay. Perez was a sadist. He enjoyed inflicting pain on others. He was a participant in the BDSM lifestyle, okay. which I have nothing against kinks. No. Like, you do you. It's all about consent, though. Mm-hmm. All about consent. That's what I put. As long as there is mutual consent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Consent is key. <laughs> yes. And to quote an old proverb, pain without love. Pain. I can't get enough. Pain. I like it rough because I'd rather feel pain than nothing at all. How did you not say that? <laughs> I tried very hard not to because I didn't want <laughs> to get copyrighted. <laughs> and I know some of y'all thought I was going to quote, you know, Rihanna, the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Whips and chains excite me. But no, no, no. I'm, a, I'm a three days grace person. Okay. <laughs> Let my emo show. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyways. He lived this lifestyle with two consenting adults. Marigelino, and I really hope I'm saying this right. I thought I was, but maybe not. And Lopez. They referred to Perez as master, Marigelino as mistress, and Lopez as slave. I am not a submissive person at all. The moment somebody tries to tell me to call them master, and I'd probably chop them in the neck. I don't know. It's... it's Throw a punch. Woo! <laughs> I'm, I'm going to... Um, Plead the fifth on this stuff. But anyways. <laughs> at- <laughs> okay. At the time, whoever sent this um, knows, whoever requested this knows me a little bit too well. Anyways. Mm, okay. um, at the time, Perez had his own separate residence. And Marigelino and Lopez lived together in Fairbank, where Perez stayed frequently. So Perez was the dom. Marigelino was the sub. And then I put in here, if you need me to explain it further, Sam, I can. Smiley face. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to explain it further? <laughs> because I'm down for the explanation. So Perez was the dominant one. He liked to administer the pain and the orders, pretty right. much. Um, Marigelino was actually the switch so she would be submissive with Perez, but she would be dominant with Lopez. Okay. And Lopez was the submissive one to Marigelino, which Marigelino had like a contract with mm-hmm. Lopez, not with Perez. Well, I didn't see one with Perez, mm-hmm. but um, Marigelino did have like a check, a slave checklist and house rules for Lopez. And Lopez was her sub. That's detailed. Mm-hmm. Which Lopez was Marigelino's sub, and Marigelino was Perez's sub. So pretty much Perez controlled both of them. Okay, you know, and it's the pyramid scheme. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I put in here uh, Marigelino 
she controlled everything Lopez did inside and outside of the home, and then Perez controlled Marigelino. Perez would choke Lopez almost every time they had sex, drag chains and knives across her body, and even mentioned having her set up to be abducted by strangers. Lopez said sometimes the safe word would not work either, like it would stop him. Uh. Perez would also choke Marigelino with his hands or a belt and told her about the kidnapping scenarios he fantasized about. So, he fantasized about um, having one of those, you know, creepy vans, Mm -hmm. pedo vans, and have, like, a bunch of guys and then a woman back there, and they just, I guess, take turns with her. Um, He fantasized about abducting girls. He never, I don't, not that I could read, he ever fantasized about them actually dying. Mm -hmm. He just fantasized about kidnapping them. Gotcha. He actually, at one point, did kidnap, with consent, she was consenting, did kidnap a girl. Like, they ended up having a contract at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, And she did testify at court and stuff like that, that he was obsessed with abductions Mm -hmm. and obsessed with blood. No, 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 no. Perez wasn't obsessed with blood. Marigelino was obsessed with blood. Oh. That's what she testified. Um, anyways. Oh, yeah. And apparently, Marigelino and Lopez would write, like, fantasy fiction about ways to abduct, beat, and kill other women while they had sex with Perez. So, like, one graphic thing that he, and trigger warning, I should have did that at the very beginning. Listen, <laughs> at the very end, we're just going to do all the triggers because I didn't do that in the last episode, which is why I wrote it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So one thing that she wrote, and the police found all of this as well, um, is that she, Mayor Gelino wrote that she fantasized about slitting a woman's throat while they were um, having, having intercourse with Perez. So, yeah. And. So, fucked fantasy. Yeah. And I'm all about some creative writing. Like, I love creative writing. And, you, I mean, as we've, we've read Den of Vipers. Yes. You know. Den, but, Den of Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we've heard some shit. Yeah. No, that, that book was rough. Yeah, that book was rough. <laughs> the knife scene with Diesel. God damn. Woo! I don't know, man. I love me some diesel. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, he is by far the favorite. I love diesel. Anybody that reads that and doesn't just inst- not instantly fall in love with him because he's a bit of an asshole at first, but like fall in love with him at some point in that book, I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> when I described that part to a non-reading person, they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, man, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) That is pure gold. (laughs) But anyways, what they wrote was, I I would say worse worse than that. And you can find most of it. I would assume that it's worse than that. Yeah, I'm not going to go into all of it, but you can find some of the things that she wrote um, in the appeal, actually, because I got this from the appeal. I'm not sure I want to. Yeah. Well, if you do, it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, You're welcome. Okay, now that we know a little bit about their background, let's get back to the events that 
occurred that day. Brittany messaged Perez around 6.10 p.m. on April 13th, agreeing to go on the dinner cruise with him. She received consent from Marigelino saying she's pregnant mm-hmm. and can't go. So, yeah, just go ahead. But if she doesn't like her, then why would she be like, cool, cool, cool. I love the look that you're giving me, and I feel like I've already answered that question in my head, so let's go! Alright. Perez messaged back, telling her to be ready by 7.30, and he will pick her up. The surveillance camera shows Perez pulling into the complex at 7.36 and pulling out at 7.40. At 7.50, 10 minutes after leaving her apartment complex with Perez... Brittany sent her friend a message that read, help. Well, if that doesn't fucking give you goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Around 8 p.m., her friend tried three times to contact Brittany. At 8.05, she received a text from Brittany's phone saying, yes, I love this party. Their friend was suspicious because that is not how Brittany texts at all. Yeah. That's a good friend to know, though. Yeah. She told Brittany to call her so she could hear her voice. She received another message that said, in a few hot guys. Their friend determined, kept telling her to call. Like, call now. Yeah. She received two short phone calls but couldn't hear anything but loud music. Another message was sent to her friend saying, it's okay, music is too loud. Brittany's friends were freaking out at this point. Yeah. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah. Another one of Brittany's friends calls Perez, and he claims he left Brittany downtown at a nightclub with some guys. At 10.10, her friend called and texted again, should I call the cops? She received a message from Brittany's phone that said, I'm okay. Perez calls the friend at 11.02, sounding frantic, telling her that he's been driving around downtown looking for her, but he couldn't find her. He also sends texts to Brittany's phone asking where she is and that her friends were worried about her. So he sent texts to Brittany's phone. You do this to me every fucking time. I know. On On the morning of April 14th, Hernandez and her other friends went to the apartment looking for Brittany. When she wasn't there, they called the sheriff's department. Good friends. Mm -hmm. Fucking fantastic friend. They let the officer know that Perez was the last known to be seen with her. The officer asked Perez to come to Brittany's apartment, um, you know, to talk. Mm -hmm. Whenever he pulled up, he notices fresh mud all over his vehicle and asked if he can search it. Which Perez consents. He lets him do it. And the officer actually ends up arresting him for having an illegal weapon, which I think it was an AR. Mm -hmm. So they don't arrest him for anything to do with Brittany at the moment. Oh. But they arrest him because he has an illegal weapon. But while in, to hold him on. while in custody, they do question him. And a search was done in Merid... Mer- oh my gosh. Marigelino's... <laughs> Dorothy. Yeah. Dorothy Marigelino's home on April 15th, where Perez often stayed. Because mm-hmm. he was, like, always there. Especially now that she's pregnant, he, he was always there. Yeah. On April 16th, Marigelino and Lopez were gone. Nowhere to be found. Up and left. They put a search out for Marigelino's truck and found it on April 17th 
near the San Diego airport. They busted into the hotel room in Marigelino's name and saw a horrifying sight. Oh, no. They find Lopez half-nude with her throat slit, pouring blood. However, she was still alive. But could you imagine? What the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I can't imagine. That would just scar somebody for fucking life. (laughs) So at this point, Sam, what are you thinking? What's going through your mind? The police are looking for these two. Uh Uh-huh. And then they come to the hotel room and find Lopez. Well, after you told me the story about how she wanted to slit somebody's throat while they were fucking, I feel like that's probably what happened. (laughs) So you think that Marigelino slit Lopez's throat? Probably. That was her fantasy. (laughs) They seem to want to fulfill that shit. While Perez is in jail, though. Oh. He he is still in jail because he was oh, taken in. I don't know then. I don't know. So as of right now, he's in custody because mm-hmm. of the AR that he had. So who is she fucking while she slit somebody's throat? <laughs> so. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Throw that in there. So it's self-inflicted. What? Mm-hmm. She tried to commit suicide because the cop said the wound wasn't as, like, it wasn't deep. Or it wasn't deep enough, like, somebody's mm-hmm. outside force doing it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Exactly. So it was self-inflicted. So it's... my thought is, who's in control of Lopez? I, th- I mean, my assumption is Mayor Gelino yeah. told her to do it. Yeah. So not only do they find Lopez. Or was she feeling guilty? So not only do they find <laughs> Lopez, but in the room there were three copies of a confession letter by Lopez with a sign above it saying, Pigs, read this. In the letter, Lopez takes full responsibility of Brittany's death. I mean, at this point, we don't have a body. Either. Right. She said... The cops arrested the wrong person in that Brittany was a miserable cunt who tried to come in between Perez and Marigelino. Lopez claimed she alone grabbed Brittany, slammed her body into the stairs, restrained her wrist, ankles, and mouth, subdued her with a taser, wrapped rope around her neck to apply and release pressure. Once she ultimately killed Brittany, she said she attempted to hack her body up, poured bleach on the body, wrapped her in tarp, and dumped her in Lake Skinner. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. But she didn't do it, did she? Or she may have helped, actually. The whole slave aspect. I believe she was forced. Yeah. The police rushed Lopez to the hospital for her injuries mm-hmm. and and then, you know, take her to custody. Right. And deploy a search team to Lake Skinner. Later that afternoon on April 17th, police find Brittany's nude body about a mile from Lake Skinner. Oh, that fucking sucks. It does. The medical examiner determined the cause of death to be ligature strangulation. The cartilage in Brittany's neck had been fractured, indicating there had been more than 33 pounds of pressure on her neck. Jesus Christ. 
There were bruises on her legs and wrists, indicating handcuffs were used. Two cuts forming a T on her left wrist and five and five small pinprick marks on her left side of her face, consistent with the use of a taser. There were deep postmortem cuts to Brittany's left knee, with marks consistent with the use of a power saw. Mm. The lack of maggots were consistent with the wound being doused with bleach. Also, postmortem abrasions on her back from being dragged and rolled down embankment. Damn. So, at this point, the police have a suspect, Lopez, in custody. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's confessed to all of this. But it wasn't just her. I, I don't believe Or so. if it was her at all. I... <sighs> Everything that she has said in the letter matches mm-hmm. the marks on Brittany's body. But I'm with you. There's no way that she could have... I mean, she could have done this, but there's no way she could have done it by herself. Right. And she wasn't... She She's not the dominant person in any relationship she has, so that doesn't seem like that would match up with her personality. So... Does that make sense? Yes. No. Perfect sense. And like I said before... Margelino controlled mm-hmm. everything that she did inside the house and outside, and outside the house. Yeah. She controlled everything. Yeah. Huh. That's fucked. Mm-hmm. That's real fucked. <laughs> yes, it is. So now the police, they just have to prove it. Yeah. That it wasn't just Lopez. Police check surveillance cameras and phone records, which helps them to map, map out the events. That's why I was able to, you know... Each minute, I was able pretty much to tell you. Which, there's actually more to it, but it's a lot. Yeah. So, I didn't I didn't keep everything in it. <laughs> they can see that Brittany's phone was pinging closer to Mayor Gelino's apartment and not downtown when her friends attempted to call her. There is evidence that the dinner cruise actually started at 7, not 7.30. So Perez never even intended on taking her to the cruise. Because he picked her up at like 7.30, didn't he? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, and it started at 7. So that tells you right there that he was never going to tell her. There was take no her. intention. Mm-hmm. Okay, and once Marigelino tells Perez that the phones can actually be traced, mm-hmm. he is seen driving downtown. He actually has Brittany's phone and admits to disposing of it downtown to corroborate the story. Does yeah. that right? Corroborate. The story. Anyways. That sounds real weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In the early hours of April 14th, both Perez and Lopez's cell phones were traced near Lake Skinner and later traced returning towards Marigelino's home. At trial, Perez explained that he and Lopez wrapped Brittany's corpse in a tarp and put it in a trailer that they hitched to Perez's car. Perez drove the trailer to Lake Skinner with Lopez telling his car to cover the trailer's missing license plate, and the two dump the body near Lake Skinner. So he ultimately confesses. To everything or just that part? He confesses to kidnapping and dumping. But not the middle. Not, what a tiny little dick move. So Perez admitted he had lied to the detectives about taking Brittany downtown. He admitted taking Brittany's cell phone downtown to match the story. Mm-hmm. He claimed he had lied to protect Marigelino, but denied doing so to give her 
He pretty much did it to protect Marigelino and give her more time to clean up. Right. Perez admitted he had misled Brittany into believing they were going on the cruise to pretty much get her into the car. He also admitted that everybody had a role to play that night, including him, but he did not kill anybody. Those are his words. I didn't kill anybody. Okay. Marigelino, <laughs> she said that she had nothing to do with anything. The only thing that she had assisted in was trying to help him cover it up. Mm-hmm. Which was telling him, you know, they can trace the phone calls and she like cleaned up. She was like, I'm pregnant. She even got her obstetrician up there and she was like, I'm pregnant. I have not been like having any BDSM activities whatsoever. She was like, I've just been chilling. I don't know what the hell they've been doing, but it ain't me. It ain't me. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine? (laughs) She was very, she was a very jealous person. Yeah. So she may not have killed yeah. Brittany, but she controls Lopez. Yeah. So that's the, like, that's her, her ultimate statement is, I didn't do shit, so why are you looking at me? Yeah, pretty much. That's fun. Yeah. She just says, like, I'm pregnant. Like, I'm not doing all this shit. So Lopez survived, right? Lopez did survive. Survive. <laughs> so on October 21st, 2015, after several weeks at trial and 18 hours of deliberations over the course of three days, a jury convicts Perez, Marigelino, and Lopez of murder, kidnapping, torture, sex, and sexual battery. Holy shit. But how much did they get each? <laughs> so the only charge that actually got tossed out by jur- jurors, jurors, by the jurors, jurors is a conspiracy to kidnap charge against Lopez because she probably had no... she Lopez probably didn't have any idea they were actually going to do that. Right. On November 19th, 2015, they sentenced Marigelino and Perez to life without parole Woo! on one count of first-degree murder with a kidnap special circumstance. Mm-hmm. Life without the possibility of parole on torture... But they've got a count of first-degree murder with kidnapped special circumstance, torture, conspiracy to kidnap, and attempted sexual battery. And that's consecutive. That one's consecutive, but all the other ones, I guess, are not. So the rest of them are concurrent? Mm-hmm. What about Lopez? The San Diego Union Tribute uh, had a article. Uh-oh. The title is Slave, in quotes, Sentenced to Life in S&M Murder Case. She, two consecutive life terms, one of which would carry no chance of parole. And this was the maximum she could have received for the death of Kilgore. The family of Brittany Kilgore and her husband, which, by the way, everyone was like, oh my gosh, it's the husband, of course. But he was in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Like, he had nothing to do with it. There's no way. Yeah, he was like overseas. He teleport or some shit. Mm, yeah, he was overseas, so he had nothing to do with it. And yes, because they thought, everybody thought that it was crazy that she filed for divorce, and then just a few days later, she came up, you know, dead. Yeah. So, but he had nothing to do with it. He was overseas. That was just a crazy random happenstance. Mm-hmm. So the family of Brittany Kilgore and her husband stand by the fact that Brittany was not into that lifestyle, mm-hmm. but just a random victim. Either way, mm-hmm. she did not consent. Yeah. If she wasn't, if she wasn't, I, you know, this was back in 2012, so it wasn't, I think, more common. Yeah. 
you wasn't know. talked about as much. Yeah. And so, if it I mean, was, there was a, a negative light that was shown on it. Right. And now, you know, well, you do you, boo. <laughs> but they just want everybody to remember Brittany as this young, beautiful, vivacious woman that mm-hmm. she was and not. Let's just remember Brittany as her family did, is what I was going to say. And not put negative connotations on her death. Take all of those negative feelings and just throw it at the bastard who did it to her. Yeah. Or bastards. I need to come up with a tiny dick version for females. Any suggestion? The look on your face says no. <laughs> they are see you next Tuesdays. Know that. Yeah, but I like to use the word cunt for all sorts of things. Like, it's a verb, it's an adjective, it's a fucking... <laughs> Contos- it's a noun. Contosaurus. Contosaurus. I don't know, but Perez, he still claims that he did not murder Brittany. Marigelino says she the only thing she did was help cover it up. Which, it may be true that she didn't kill Brittany, but... I believe she forced Lopez to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Contosaurus Rex. Twadipotamus. Mm-hmm. She was only 22? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was only 22. Her life was still, like, she still had her whole life ahead of her. Yeah. It is just very upsetting. It is. I don't like that case. Mm-hmm. And he was a 45-year-old man. What are you doing? Taking a 22-year-old's life. Going with your business. And he was a Marine. Yeah. The slave, uh, Lopez, was She was only 25. 25. Oh, 25 at the time, but she was 28 when she was sentenced. Yeah. Yeah, she was 25 at the time. That's fucking crazy. I know. They're getting these 20-somethings. I mean, they're still... 20-something is still young. They're still babies. Your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until your mid to late 20s. And these 40... That 45-year-old man was just... I don't know. I don't like it. He's fulfilling his fantasy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so police actually also found a video of Perez, like, beating the shit out of a woman. And she was, like, begging him to stop. Please just stop, stop, until she lost consciousness. What? hmm But she did survive. Holy shit. hmm That's fucking crazy. hmm also, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about this. Um, I cannot remember what the podcast was called. But they said, which I couldn't find I couldn't find this in the appeal. But they said that she was actually in the like sex swing maybe or the contraption that they were holding her and that's when they were trying to cut off her ligaments while she was like because they couldn't get her down because she was like too heavy to get her out of it. Oh. So they thought dismembering her would be a would be easier to get her out of the contraption. But I didn't I didn't read that anywhere, but I did hear that on a podcast. Yeah. That I cannot remember what the podcast is. I feel bad. But um but yeah, I thought that was interesting and I don't know if that's true or not because I couldn't find it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean maybe. Maybe. That's insane. It, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. So, what do you have for me today? <laughs> I thought you were about to ask me what you were going to ask me earlier, and I was about to say, no, Sam, I will not tell you anything. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you anything like that that's recorded. <laughs> I, I have a little bit more sense than that. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I actually do not have anything for you today. <gasps> what the fuck? Listen, I worked too hard on this case, and... No, way too hard. Okay. I have nothing. I'll tell you a stupid story about my brother stepping on a snake. No, so, uh, I was I was watching my, my brother's kids, and I had to make 30 pounds of candy pecans because that's just what I do, apparently. Anyway, so, a little snippet before the snake thing, I, I was mixing all the all the sugars and, and the seasonings and stuff like that for the candy pecans, and his daughter comes over, and she's like, I want to help you, in her tiny little voice. It's just super adorable, and I don't do it justice. Just, I don't. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that sweet, sweet face I can't say no to. For real? She's so freaking cute. Anyway, mm-hmm. so she gets up in a chair, and then my son, the three-year-old hellion, um, pops up. <laughs> He's not a hellion. I love him. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm backtracking here. Anyway, so he jumps up and he's and I had to get them two separate bowls so they could do it. Well, then my brother's son comes over and he is two, I think. There's like 15 grandkids. I can't keep track of all of them. Mm-hmm, there's four. a lot. So anyway, he comes over and, and he wants to help. So he's too little to have his own bowl. So I was trying to get his sister to help. That was not working out because mm-hmm. she's like, it's him. He's taking it. <laughs> so I'm like, Okay, so I finally get Jude distracted with something else. I give Jude Jude's bowl to my nephew, and he starts playing with it, and he hands it to me because I have to pour it into the into the pecans and get it all mixed up. And he goes, "I eat it." No. <laughs> so then I got them some Teddy Grahams and I sent them to the living room to watch TV because. Okay, so later on, uh, my brother comes out, uh, over to pick up his kids and he walks in. Everything's fine. We have a conversation about uh, the plans for the, the week and he gets the two little ones and he goes out the door and they go straight to the car and my brother turns around and he sees this snake on the on the porch and I'm like, I don't think that's one of our fake snakes. Yeah. So he steps on it. I thought he just tapped it with his foot. He goes, no, I put my weight on it. I'm like, oh, okay. So, he <laughs> so he's putting his weight on it. Never fucking moves. He goes, are you sure this isn't a fake snake? I was like, I am 100% positive. So I'm throwing my, my youngest one back away from the door because it's like not even a foot away from my front door. Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe it's dead because apparently my badass cat likes to just hunt things and just leave me presents beside the door. Most of the time it's dead when they leave it there, but. At first I thought you said fat ass and I was like, that was mean, but Ziggy is fat. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fat ass cat. I love him. But you said badass. Badass cat, yes. Um, So anyway, my brother taps it a few more times, he's, it's whatever, I'm like, seriously, you probably shouldn't be doing that, it's, it's not a fake snake, it's, it's real. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Walks away, I'm like, fucking, his head moved! (laughs) (laughs) And the snake's head moved! And he goes, no, it didn't. Turns around, looks at it, it moves again, he goes, and I stepped on that thing! I was like, yeah, you dumbass. Oh my gosh. So then, me being me, I'm like, well, fuck, I've got to get this thing off my porch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, my brother is over there being all, 
what are you going to do? I was like, put it in the woods. I don't know. So I throw on shoes, try to keep my three-year-old back away from the door, grab the, the broom and dustpan. Yeah, as you do. As as one does. I scoop it up and I hold it. He gets his kids in the car. <laughs> my kids are following after me going, Mom, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting rid of a snake. Like, I, do you want it? <laughs> and they all go, no! <laughs> so then I toss it in the woods. I probably should have killed it. it. I think it was half dead anyway, but, or at least in shock from whatever the hell my cat did to it. <laughs> and then your brother. And then my brother. Um, so then I get back over there. He goes, what did you do with it? I was like, I put it in the woods. Yeah. Like it was just a gardener snake or something. It wasn't yeah. anything too crazy. Nick, we do have uh, copperheads and shit around here, but you know. Oh. Haha. <laughs> I've got to go through the kids' toys outside. Anyway. Um... <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's my. Uh... Do I need to look up snake facts? Sure. We can pause for a second. Alright, my uh, stupid fact for the moment. Not stupid. I may end up moving to one of these places at some point because... There's no snakes. There's no snakes. But apparently there are several countries that do not have snakes. Those would be Ireland, Iceland, and New Zealand. Northern Canada, Russia, specifically Siberia. Greenland, and the southern tip of South America and Antarctica. Now, is it Iceland is actually like super green and then Greenland is actually like super barren is that that's what I was told when I went through school but our school system is not the best so googly boogly it is yeah because <laughs> I'm down to move to Iceland let's go no snakes I'm not super scared of snakes I just rather not give it so, according to this, there are many theories as to why Iceland is called Iceland. According to Iceland sagas, it was first named Snowland by one of the first Norwegians who arrived here when it was snowing. Later, a Swede called, not even going to attempt that, <laughs> named it after himself. Greenland has got its name from the first settlers who arrived in the southern part of the country, and that is actually very green. In Greenland? Mm hmm Okay, just so the southern part. Just, just the southern, southern part? part so there was no... Oh, yeah. Uh, so further uh, north and uh, more inland, there are huge glaciers. In Greenland? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's why? Correct. That's yeah. why we heard that? Um, but I think um, the theory that I heard when I, where I was um, learning about different places was... Um, it was to fool other settlers or Vikings or whatever the fuck to try to keep them from getting all the all the goods on Iceland. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard too. We need to travel more. I want to go to that the old man. It's the old man. I told somebody that I want to go there, and they were like, Ugh. "I I brought it up." It's always about a man. I, I brought it up, and I was around some people. And I was showing my brother the list of things. And uh, where the downloads are coming from. And he's like, the Isle of Man? And so that sparked up a conversation. Apparently he knows a lot about it because of the whole, his obsession with Vikings, apparently. Yes, yes. Um, uh-huh. And so, but somebody goes, is that an island only for man? No. And then I just kind of stared at them for a second. Because how do you respond? <laughs> and that's I had I'm to be. Going. I had to be nice. So... I couldn't be like, 
Yes. Yes. Total Only sausage. Men, sausage which is fest. Why I'm going. Yes. <laughs> total sausage fest. I'm here for it. Let's go. But yeah, I really do want to go because they have like amazing castles. I'm down. In Viking history. Let's get our passports. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We're coming for you. Ha ha ha. Thanks for sticking around to this point. Be sure to share our dumbasses with your friends, family, or even a random person on the internet. Or in person. Though I'm not entirely sure I recommend that. Sam, tell them where they can find us. Every fucking where. <laughs> no, uh, you can find us on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram. And where can you listen to our dumbasses? Everywhere. Seriously, all the major uh, platforms that you get your podcast, we are most likely there. And if we're not, let us know and we'll try to make it happen. You can reach us at any of the social and at M3, that's the number three, truecrimepod at gmail.com. For your ear hole enjoyment. <laughs> For your ear hole enjoyment.